Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. All right, I'm going to talk to you about standing your ground. Now, you can lose ground. Did you know that? You've heard that before. You lose ground in certain areas. Well, spiritually, you can lose ground or you can gain ground and you can stand your ground to receive in prayer the things that God wants you to have. Now, I'm talking about in your own life. I'm going to tell you tonight, some of you need to stand your ground in your family. Some of you need to stand your ground in your finances. Some of you need to stand your ground for what's going on in your life. It could be at work or who knows what it could be. I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, there, there's a spirit of infirmity and it will try to move from one thing to the other, to the other, to the other in your life. And you've got to stand your ground and do what the Lord expects you to do through the scripture. We can, we can have all the truth in the world that we hold in our hands through this scripture, but it does not become a part of our life until we partake of it. Faith will come to you by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm going to tell you there's some people that uh, that I listen to, and I'm, I cannot, I mean, they just say a few words, and then I have to stop listening to them. And you know why? Because I've got to think about what they're saying and how the Holy Spirit is just, just driving that in, just driving those thoughts in to my spirit, and I have to stop and back up and then come back to it and listen more. And God wants to feed us and strengthen us and cause us to be able to stand. Amen? Amen? All right. Now, if you read in Ephesians 6, 11, it's a scripture that we're very familiar with if we've been around here a long time. Of course, I understand that there's people that are new maybe uh, here or they're new in their walk with the Lord. You know, we have a lot of people born again, so I'm not you know, expecting it's going to be something for everybody in the room, but for many people, it'll be familiar. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, if you think about this, put on the whole armor of God. Well, God is just going to come down and he is, you know, we see uh, in all these animated, you know, just Iron Man and they just, you know, do twist and, it, you know, they're all clothed in their, whatever that is, Iron Man clothes. <laughs> but that's not the way it happens. It doesn't just automatically happen. The Bible says for us to put on the whole armor of God. That has to do with clothing. Put on the garments. Put, it's, it's just like, you know, the Bible tells us to put on the garment of praise. In other words, we have to pick the garment of praise up to wear it. Well, here we have to pick up the armor of God and we have to wear it. We have to put it on ourselves. 
Now, you know, I've heard people go through putting the armor on, you know, well, now I'm putting on the helmet of salvation and now I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Well, you know, I, I don't, I'm sure that doesn't hurt anything, but that's really not what it's saying. You'd, you'd have to take all of that by faith, really. Lord, you said to put the whole armor of God on. So if he told us to put the whole armor of God on as we put on clothing, let's look at what that is. Now, the armor consists of these things. And you know we have to go fast, so you can read this later. But if you go down through there in Ephesians 6, you know, you'll see this. The armor consists of truth. Truth. Now, I think it's really, it's really something because truth is the first one, first piece of armor, and the last one is the sword of the Spirit. So I'm going to tell you, all of the armor is sandwiched between the truth, which is the Word of God, and to me, that is defensive. And then you end up with a sword of the Spirit, and then you're going after the enemy, and it's kind of sandwiched in there. The truth and the sword of the Spirit has to do with the Word of God, and all in between there is the breastplate of righteousness. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I didn't even know what righteous... I thought righteousness was doing right. Now, should you live right? Of course you should. You shouldn't be a sinner... You shouldn't be sinning all the time. Now, we do sin, we do mess up, and we get forgiveness, you know, for that. Isn't that right? But, but that's, you know, that's not what it's all, that's not what righteousness is about. Righteousness is given to us through Jesus Christ. And when we come to the Lord, we get, now listen to this, the free gift of righteousness. And that's how we can stand. When we stand before the Lord, we stand in the righteousness of Christ. We stand in that righteousness. That's what gives us entrance into the Lord, the righteousness of Jesus Christ becomes ours. And so when that condemning spirit of the enemy wants to tell you like he would tell me when, you know, I didn't know any better and when I didn't read the scripture and find out things for myself, you know, and, and I would be condemned. But this righteousness is not something that you earn. Now, you are to be holy. He said, be holy as I am holy. And so you're to let him clean you up, and I'm to let him clean me up and live a holy, righteous life. There's no doubt about that. But the righteousness that this free gift, you know, in one place it, it tells us, the robe of righteousness. In other words, now think about that. That's another piece of clothing that you wear. You know, and many times when I'm going to do certain things that might be intimidating or I really, you know, I don't, maybe don't even want to do it, I'll, I'll just say, Lord, I just put on my robe of righteousness. I put on my cloak of confidence and I just wear that. And, and see, that's my, that's my confession of faith. You know, because I'm believing for Him to equip me and to strengthen me and to help me do whatever it is that is before me to do. So 
We've got the truth and we've got the sword of the Spirit. And in between there, we've got this breastplate of righteousness. And and that's a protective thing. And then we've got uh, the gospel of peace. Now, that's so wonderful. And I'm going to tell you something. I used to think about that. And I used to think uh, the gospel of peace has to do with, you know, everything's just going to be settled down in my life. and and, And it's just going to be so peaceful. You know, well, I hate to tell you this. That's not what it's going to be. The gospel of peace, it, it's an inward peace. It doesn't have it to do with all this outward stuff. There can be a lot of things going on in your life, in my life, and in the world that's anything but peaceful. But in the midst of that, we can wear the armor that God has given us and we can accept and receive this gospel of peace that He gives. Peace, now listen to this, in the midst of the storm. You can be in the middle of the storm when it's chaotic, those waves are, uh, you know, just crashing on every side, and you can still have peace in the middle of that. You say, how can that be? I don't know how it is, but I can tell you, I certainly have received it. And you have too, haven't you? All right, so then we've got the gospel of peace. Now listen to this. Above all, the shield of faith. In other words, above all, the the greatest thing here is the shield of faith, and it's out there in front of them all. And what does the uh, Ephesians say? It stops the fiery darts of the enemy. Well, you know, over there at that redemption, they just talk about faith all the time. Faith, 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 faith. Well, you know why we talk about faith, faith, faith? Because faith is what's going to change your world. And faith is what moves God. And faith is what's going to go out there in that unseen world and change situations and circumstances for you. Is it faith in faith? Uh, Faith in yourself? Is it faith uh, just in the world system? No, it's faith in God. It's faith in God. And when it's in God, God and His Word are one. And so when you say faith in God, you're talking about faith in the Word of God and in the promises. So when you see something in the Bible, you, by your faith, Retrieve that. And, you know, not too long ago, I said something, and I know somebody heard me because they came back. You know, sometimes you just preach and you don't know what people are grabbing and what they're getting. You know, they're thinking about all kinds of things. But they came back to me and they said, you know what? I'm not going to be like my family. Not that I don't love them. Not that they didn't do good things for me, but they, you know, the poverty thing, it was on them. And so because it's on them, then what does it do? It gets on the kids and it gets in that family. And so everybody thinks, but then faith rises up in the hearts of people that shield of faith, quenches the fiery darts of the enemy and brings to you what belongs to you, what's been provided for you by God. Well, that's just so selfish. No, it isn't. Read the Word of God. Read the Word of God and accept what He said. If He said you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, then you act righteous. 
even though you don't feel it, even though the enemy may be coming against you. But you know what? You believe God's word anyway. Now listen to this. Okay, so you got out in front of all the the parts of the armor is the shield of faith. But listen, the helmet of salvation, the helmet of deliverance belongs to you. And you know what the helmet is for your head. It's for your thinking. It's for those thoughts. The helmet of salvation. It's just like this person that came to me, you know, when I shared, you know, When I started seeing things in the Word of God, I chose to believe that rather than circumstances or the way things have been, the way I have been brought up, I chose to believe the Word of God. And I had to put on my helmet of deliverance from that kind of mindset. And it's no different for you today. It's no different. We're all the same, and you got to put on your helmet. It is part of... Of, uh, it is part of the armor of God. Now, I love this scripture in Psalms, and it says, in the day of battle, and I can tell you, you're in a battle of the mind when, you know, you're, you're choosing to believe the scripture and the promises of God, and the enemy comes to bombard your mind with thoughts that are contrary, but this, but that, but this, but that. I know recently, you know, we we prayed with people and they got bad reports. They went back to the doctor and they put on their helmet and they chose to use the shield of faith and stop all the fiery darts of the enemy. And what the doctor said, that he reversed it. And he said, that's not right. It's not true. You better wear your helmet. And sometimes you got to put on your blinders with a helmet too. Can't you just see us all dressed up in that armor? <laughs> okay. So, but I thought that was really interesting that sandwiched between the Word of God as a defense and the Word of God as an offense, you know, are all these pieces of armor. And, and listen to what he says now in, in the last part of Ephesians 6.11. Stand against the wiles of the devil. When I say stand your ground, that means you stand in prayer. And when you pray, do you just pray any old thing that comes into your mind? No, you find what the Bible says about your situation. You pray it and you can stand on that ground. Do you know why you can? Because it's a firm foundation and it's going to hold you up. And, you know, the Bible says one, you know, built their house upon a rock and it stood when winds came and the storms came. It kept standing. But there was one house that was built upon the sand and the same winds came, the same situation, storms came against it and it did not stand because it was not founded and built on the Word of God. And so we have to build our prayers on the Word of God. We have to find it in the Scripture and walk in it. Now it says, stand against Well, just whatever will be, will be. Yeah, you know, I know some people, that's the way they live their life. And, you know, before you know Scripture, maybe that is the way that you believe. But once you start finding yourself in the Scripture, 
once you start finding your covenant and the covenant promises and the covenant blessings, then you don't have to give in to that. You can change your home. You can change your finances. You can change your health. I tell you, I'm right here right now, and I've got, I, I feel good. But you asked me if when I was sitting over there if I felt good. No, I did not. I had to put on my helmet. <laughs> I still got that thing on. Hallelujah. Okay, so stand against the wiles of the devil. And the wiles, if you look that up, it has to do with trickery. The enemy tries to trick you. He knows the word of God is truth. And he'll twist it and turn it just like he did to Jesus in the wilderness and try to get you off track if he can. It means to lie in wait. In other words, I've, I've always found this. The enemy doesn't play fair. You know, at your weakest moment, if you're t at your toughest times, he's lying in wait. But I'm telling you, the greater one lives in us, and even in those times, he does not have to get you. You hear what I said? Now, this word wiles also has to do with a military term, and it's a methodology. In other words, there is a way that he goes about, he's got a format, he's got a plan in how he's going to try to get at God's people. But what we must remember, the trickery, the, the plans, the methodology, whatever he tries to come against us with, Jesus Christ defeated him and reduced him and brought him to a big zero. When he went to the cross, he was buried in that tomb, and he was raised again on the third day, and he's alive right now. And he defeated Satan at that time. And so the trickery, the wiles, the methodology, the lying in wait for us, doesn't have to, he doesn't have to be successful in your life, and it's determined by us. Many times we don't do anything because we're ignorant of the truth. I know that was my life for many years, and many of you can, you identify with that. But you know what? Once I found out the truth, I'm not backing up and I'm not backing off. And that doesn't mean that it's easy, and it doesn't mean that, um, that sometimes you don't want to give up, but you don't give up. You got the armor, and you got to put it on, and you got to get your helmet in place, and use the sword of the Spirit and cut him up. Amen? I tell you, if you will start talking to him, and I'm talking about talking out loud. No, you don't, devil. I see your tricks. I see your plan. And you're not doing that to me. Try to pull you off into strife. I mean, before you know it, get you in strife with somebody. And that's the quickest way to get in trouble. Give no toehold to the devil. And strife will open that door for sure. Amen? So, we have to stand against the wiles of the devil. 1 Thessalonians 2.18. Now, listen to this. This is Paul speaking. 
And he said, we wanted to come to you time and again, but Satan hindered us. And Paul asked for prayer in the Scripture. If you read the Scripture, he asked people to pray for him. Why? Because you can stand your ground in prayer because prayer releases a power forth on the situation that you pray about to dismantle and to pull down the tricks and trickery of the enemy and how he's trying to come against you. He said, we wanted to come to you time and again. Have you wanted to do something, but you just feel like the enemy has hindered you? Well, that's where Paul was. And this word hinder has to do with he wanted to uh, resist Paul and resist his call and resist that anointing and cause people not to be able to be touched. You, you've got an anointing on your life. You may not be in the fivefold ministry, but you don't have to be. You have an anointing. If Jesus lives on the inside of you, you have an anointing. You have a plan that God wants you to accomplish. And the enemy wants to hinder that. And that's what he was trying to do to Paul. And Paul asked for people, pray for me. And uh, the word hinder also means to obstruct, to block, or to slow down the plan and purpose that was upon Paul's life. And he'll try to do the same for us or in our life. Paul had an assignment. God gave him a plan. You have an assignment. God's given you a plan. And the enemy will try to hinder you but you can stand your ground against the enemy. Amen. There's so much that I want to say, and I really don't need to continue on uh, with this. Maybe I'll, I'll finish this at another time. But if you read in Ephesians 6, where I was um, you know, reading about the armor of God, you get down there in verse 18 or so, and what does it talk about? Prayer gives you the armor, tells you to stand against the wiles of the devil, and then he says, praying always. And with all manner and all kinds of prayer, pray. I'm going to tell you, the enemy wants to stop me and stop you from praying because that is where we stand our ground before our God, before Him, with His Word coming out of our mouth, and the enemy hears that, and he has no recourse against it if we will continue standing. And you know, the Bible says in that same Scripture, having done all to stand, stand, therefore. Well, I'm about to fall. Stand, therefore. I feel like I'm going to give up. Stand. Therefore, if you've got to get prayer reinforcement, if you've got to get people to stand with you, you do it. So get you somebody that has faith and will believe with you and pray and stand your ground. Having done all to stand, I mean, it may be a fight, and you know, you see these movies like people in the desert and the wind is blowing and the sand is stirring, and you may feel like you're trudging through the sand. It's blowing in your faith. Stand and keep standing, and don't give up. 
Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora. Pastor Nora.